Well, hello and welcome to the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark. Thank you for joining us again. We're going to be looking at uh, a particular band this time around, and unusually for the Jazz Focus, we're not going to really focus on one particular element of that band's uh, recorded legacy. We're going to do a little survey. This was the band that was led by trombonist Wilbur Schwichtenberg, who went by the professional name of Will Bradley. He actually co-led this band with uh, drummer Ray McKinley, the Bradley McKinney Band, although uh, Will Bradley was given uh, pride of place, I guess, in the booking. This was a group that began in 1939. It was put together, uh, it was one of the first big bands of the big band era to be organized specifically for uh, recording dates and radio play, and it was, uh, in a way, kind of like the monkeys of the big band era. They put the band together uh, after having set up uh, tours and recording dates and so forth, the, the, the prefab four of the 1930s, I guess. But the difference was, at least in this case, um, the Will Bradley Band was an, an extremely good band. It had uh, a, a roster of talented musicians in it, and uh, it stayed fairly consistent for two or three years until uh, World War II and the personalities of the two band leaders kind of intervened and ended the, the band. Um, Ray McKinley wanted to do more jazz and novelty music, and Will Bradley had uh, a serious side to him. He became a noted classical composer, composing trombone music and other things as well. Well, but we'll talk about that later. So Will Bradley was born in 1912 in New Jersey. He uh, was kind of a prodigy. He, uh, By the time he was in his late teens, he was playing in uh, New York with bands like Red Nichols and so forth. A little bit later, Milt Shaw's band. Uh, he uh, became well-known on the studio circuit by the early 30s. He was playing uh, radio shows, very good reader, an exceptionally gifted technical trombone player, as you will hear on many of these recordings coming up. And uh, he had a, a brief fling with big bands uh, with Ray Noble's band that was playing at the Rainbow Grill in 1935. Glenn Miller put the band together, and he and Bradley were the twin trombonists there. And uh, we've heard some, some of their recordings on some of our other podcasts. He and uh, Ray McKinley had known each other from several different bands, and in 1939, uh, they were put together in this in this uh, sort of put-together big band, and uh, it was a time when um, the big bands, of course, were at their peak, and this was a couple-of-month period where I think five different big bands were launched, four of them led by trombone players. The non-trombone leading band was Teddy Wilson's, but the uh, bands uh, that were led by those trombone players that came together in 1939 were Will Bradley, Jack Jenny, Bobby Byrne, and Jack Teagarden. And uh, all of those bands toured for several years. None of them had a significant degree of popular success other than Will Bradley. And some of the first recordings that they made, the Bradley McKinney Band, were uh, taking advantage of the uh, boogie-woogie craze. And boogie-woogie piano players were all the rage in the mid to late 1930s. And the Bradley McKinney Band kind of uh, translated that into big band, uh, the big band idiom, I should say. They had several minor hits, but in May of 1940, they hit it really big with the tune Beat Me Daddy 8 to the Bar, which featured a Ray McKinley vocal and some very good playing by uh, Will Bradley on uh, trombone. Of course, their piano player, Freddie Slack, who was kind of the architect of this style in the big band era, uh, he also was responsible for a lot of the arrangements of this material. And trumpeter Joe Weidman, who uh, stayed with the band for three or four years, he was uh, actually not quite that much, I suppose, about two 
two and a half years. He was a, a, a really gifted trumpet soloist, and he was probably responsible for all uh, the trumpet solos during this period. The band was recording for Columbia and uh, stuck with Columbia for most of its career. So we're going to start out with a couple of tunes from their early days. In fact, their first session of September 19th, 1939. We're going to hear The Love Nest. I'm specifically picking tunes that uh, are not terribly well-known uh, versions by the Bradley McKinney Band. I'm omitting a lot of the boogie-woogie stuff. You can go hear that on your own. These, this selection that I'm picking really demonstrates the, the possibilities of this band as a jazz group and also as a really musical big band um, Will Bradley had very high standards for his musicians, and the band always played in tune, had interesting arrangements, and very, very well played. So we're going to start, as I said, with The Love Nest, a tune from the 1920s. This features the leader on trombone, along with Joe Weidman on trumpet, and a clarinet player named Joe Huffman. Joe Huffman was the primary clarinet player for the first half of this band's existence. I don't know him from any other recordings, but his playing is very effective here, and he also plays quite a lot of lead parts. This uh, band used arrangements that in some ways sounded like the early Glenn Miller band or the Bob Crosby band, quite a lot of clarinet lead in here. So following the love nest, we're going to go up to uh, October of 1939. We're going to hear I'm Coming Virginia, another 1920s tune featuring again the leader along with Joe Weidman. Freddie Slack has a good solo on here. And Trump, Trump, uh, tenor sax player Bernie Billings is featured. He was their tenor soloist for the first several sessions. After that, we're going to go to the U.B. Blake tune, You're Lucky to Me, from uh, later in October of 1939. By this point, Bernie Billings had been replaced by Michael Hucko, better known as Peanuts Hucko. And this was his first uh, high-profile job, Peanuts Hucko. He was quite young at the time. He, of course, became much better known later as a clarinet player, but he was not a good clarinet player at this time. In fact, he was fired uh, after a few months with his band because he couldn't cut the clarinet parts, and he went on to uh, learn clarinet better. Better, and he came back to the Bradley Band a little bit later, presumably a better clarinet player. And then he learned how to play very well when he was with the uh, Glenn Miller Air Force Orchestra, where he was the primary clarinet soloist. So following your Lucky to Me, which also features Joe Huffman, we're going to go to... Um, the tune, The Johnson Rag, better known with its, from its Glenn Miller version, but this also features Peanuts Hucko and The Leader, and uh, that will be from November of 1939. You can tell this band was recording quite frequently during the fall of 1939 when it was just getting going. It was also about to begin a residency at the Famous Door in New York on 52nd Street. The Count Basie Band had been there in 1938, and uh, Will Bradley, I don't know if it took its place directly, but it uh, came in not long after the Basie Band left. Then we're going to finish up that set with the Vincent Humans tune, Hallelujah, with a little bit more peanut sucko and some good drumming by Ray McKinley. So this is the Bradley McKinney Band from 1939, uh, the fall of 1939, playing Love Nest, I'm Coming Virginia, You're Lucky to Me, The Johnson Rag, and Hallelujah.
So that's the Will Bradley Orchestra featuring Ray McKinley as they were often billed from the fall of 1939. We started out with the Love Nest uh, featuring trumpeter Joe Weidman, who was really the unsung soloist in this band. He was featured on, on many, many titles doing shorter or longer solos, and his very broad sound uh, complemented the band very well. Uh, he could solo on the boogie-woogie stuff, but also on the more sophisticated material as well. And of course, the leader, Will Bradley's trombone playing was outstanding in every way. He was certainly someone who you could mention in the same breath as Tommy Dorsey uh, as a ballad player, but his jazz playing was probably better. Um, very, very good player and a very forward-looking musician as well. So after the Love Nest, we went to I'm Coming, Virginia. Uh, both of those were 1920s tunes that were uh, resuscitated in the swing era. I'm Coming, Virginia featured Freddie Slack on piano as well, and he was probably responsible for some of these early arrangements. He sort of got away from that as time went on, and another fellow named Leonard Whitney became the chief arranger of the band, but he doesn't uh, enter it for a little while. So in addition to them, we heard Bernie Billings on tenor sax. He had uh, recorded with Muggsy Spaniers, Ragtimers, and uh, some other bands as well. Good sort of solid-toned tenor saxophone player in the, you have to say, the Eddie Miller tradition. Many of these white bands from this period were probably more influenced by Bob Crosby's band than Benny Goodman's or Tommy Dorsey's or, or uh, any of the others. They had that kind of retro uh, feeling to some of their rhythms and also the arrangements that featured a lot of clarinet playing. Following I'm Coming Virginia, we went down to You're Lucky to Me, the U.B. Blake tune, yet another tune of earlier provenance, although this tune was written in the 30s. Uh, U.B. Blake was certainly more prominent before that. And that featured Joe Huffman on clarinet along with Peanuts Hucko on tenor sax. And Hucko was uh, uh, also considered to be a major soloist in this band and uh, as time went on as well. He was a very good tenor player uh, who only occasionally returned to that horn uh, in the 50s and 60s when he came to be known primarily as a clarinet player. After that, another Pinotsucko uh, feature, I guess you'd have to say, on the Johnson Rag, which featured the leader as well. Not the greatest of tunes, but a very nice arrangement of that. Then we ended up with a real barn-burning version of Vincent Newman's Hallelujah that featured Ray McKinley uh, drumming all uh, through the arrangement and, and almost uh, taking a, a, a solo or, a, or an obligato uh, look at uh, the way drums were played in the rhythm section. He was an earlier styled player. He had logged a number of years with the Dorsey Brothers and then with Jimmy Dorsey's band. Uh, he was uh, a, a good Dixieland drummer later in his career. Uh, after he and uh, Bradley broke up due to their artistic differences, he led a band for a short while before uh, joining the Air Force, and he became Glenn Miller's co-leader as well as his drummer in the uh, Glenn Miller uh, Air Force Band, Army Air Force Band. And after Miller died, uh, McKinley took it over. And uh, in the late 1940s, he founded a yet another big band that ironically was devoted to more modern uh, jazz arranging. Eddie Sauter was his chief arranger, and that was really the reason that he and Bradley had broken up. McKinley didn't want to do any more modern things, but by the late 40s, he had changed his mind and had an excellent band that didn't have much success commercially, but had some very interesting recordings. We may be hearing those on a future podcast. And then after that, he became the leader of the Glenn Miller uh, ghost band, I guess you'd have to say, for about 10 years from the mid-50s to the mid-60s, and uh, he went in and out of retirement after that. He lived into the 1990s. 
So for our next session, we're going to uh, stay with this uh, early 1940 version of the band, basically the same group. Uh, the only difference is the rhythm section changes just a little bit. We have Steve Jordan, who was one of the great rhythm guitar players of the day, came in uh, and replaced uh, Bill Barford. And Felix Gioba came in on bass, replacing Delmar Kaplan. Kaplan had been a, an associate of Ray McKinley with the Dorsey Brothers earlier on. So we're going to start out with yet another 20s tune. We get the uh, feeling here. This is the Jimtown Blues, which apparently was one of the first arrangements that this band had played. I think it was a Leonard Whitney arrangement. And uh, this will feature Hucko again, along with Will Bradley and Joe Weidman. After that, we're going to go to uh, an arrangement credited to Fletcher Henderson, although honestly it doesn't sound much like a Fletcher Henderson arrangement. This is the Benny Goodman and um, Lionel Hampton and Charlie Christian tune, Flying Home, which will feature trumpet and tenor sax again. Then to a tune called So Far So Good, and uh, this is by Jimmy Mundy, among other people, and it's a good sort of late period or mid-period big band tune, and uh, features, uh, again, some great Peanuts Hucko, as well as some uh, maybe uncharacteristically jazz playing, at this stage anyway, for by Will Bradley on trombone. After that, we're going to go to two small groups uh, that were taken out of the band. There were a couple of uh, recordings, boogie-woogie recordings done by just Freddie Slack in the rhythm section. We're not going to hear those, but we are going to hear one that was credited to the Ray McKinley Quartet. And this was from January of 1941, and it features Peanut Tucko on tenor sax. He had returned to the band by this point. Uh, Freddie Slack on piano. Doc Goldberg was on bass. He had uh, been or had been with the uh, Glenn Miller Band. And Ray McKinley on drums. And that's going to be a recording of T for Two. Almost progressive sounding when you hear uh, it uh, juxtaposed with the big band recordings of the time. Then we're going to finish up that set with a semi-Dixieland sort of boogie tune called the Basin Street Boogie, based somewhat on the Basin Street Blues, featuring Ray McKinley on vocals. And this uh, band is called Will Bradley's Six Texas Hot Dogs, which was a small group from the big band that was featured on live performances, apparently. There are several pictures of them on dance venues. And we're going to hear Lee Castle on trumpet. Uh, Will Bradley, of course, on trombone. Malin Clark has come into the band on clarinet. He was a young clarinet player who was very, very good. Billy Maxted had replaced Freddie Slack on piano. Felix Gioba on bass and Ray McKinley on drums. And as I said, singing on this one as well. So those are our tunes for this set. The Will Bradley Orchestra with Jimtown Blues, Flying Home and So Far So Good. The Ray McKinley Quartet on T for Two. And Will Bradley's Six Texas Hot Dogs on the Basin Street Boogie.
so far, so nice. When I found you, I found the key to paradise. So far, so good. So far, so grand. You and me in a big romance, our hand in hand. Take a peek at the future. What do you see? Such a romantic future for two, for you and me. So now you're mine, so all is fine. I'm so lucky in love, not wood, so far so good.
Last one was the Basin Street Boogie, and that really didn't have anything to do with Basin Street Blues other than uh, the earlier versions of Basin Street Blues used a 12-bar blues as the verse, and this one had a whole 12-bar blues section in there. So that was Will Bradley's seven or six Texas hot dogs. For some reason, didn't use the guitar on that one. Not sure why. Anyway, that featured Malin Clark on clarinet. He was a very gifted clarinet player, very young at the time. Um, he went on to do a bunch of things. I think he played with Lawrence Welk for a while. He uh, also uh, was the soloist on a recreation of Benny Goodman's earlier hits in the in 1960s, I think, and showed off some actual bebop influence doing that, of all things. We heard Lee Castle on trumpet showing his Armstrong roots. He even quotes the Armstrong solo on Mahogany Hall Stomp in there. Um, good uh, vocal by uh, Ray McKinley. We heard some Billy Maxted on piano, who became known as a Dixieland piano player in the 1950s, playing with uh, Phil Napoleon, actually, by the late 40s, and then uh, Pee Wee Irwin after that. And uh, the leader, Will Bradley, on trombone, doing some uncharacteristically hot and unbuttoned playing on that. Before that, we heard 
T for Two, the Ray McKinley Quartet, featuring Pina Tucko on tenor sax. That was from January of 1941. The other was from July of 1941. That also featured some very good Freddie Slack on piano, left-hand piano and right-hand celesta, uh, especially in the ensemble parts. We heard some good uh, Doc Goldberg on bass and some good drumming by Ray McKinley, even a little bit of a solo here and there as well. We started out with three numbers by the big band. First of all, we heard the Jimtown Blues, uh, an early arrangement, although this was uh, from slightly later in the band's career, or in the fall anyway, of uh, 1939, actually the beginning of 1940 in February, and that featured uh, Peanut Sucko again on tenor sax, along with Bradley and Joe Weidman on trumpet. Weidman had left by the time they did Basin Street Boogie, but uh, very, very good player, as I think you'd agree. Then Flying Home, the... Um, uh, supposed Fletcher Henderson arrangement. I think it might have been taken from a stock, actually, uh, and that featured the trumpet and tenor again on that, as well as some excellent ensemble playing. And then in the middle of that set, we heard So Far, So Good, the Jimmy Mundy tune featuring the vocal of Carlotta Dale. Carlotta Dale was their principal singer for the first year or so of the band's existence. She was a, a, a really terrific uh, female singer in the big band idiom. She had a wonderful voice and sense of pitch. She was not dramatic. George Simon... Uh, pointed that out back in the 1940s when this band was new, said that she was able to uh, convey emotion without uh, histrionics or something like that is what he said, and that's certainly true. She had been singing with Jan Sabbath's band for a couple of years, and then she retired shortly after uh, leaving the Bradley band, got married, and I don't believe ever sang professionally, at least not extensively, ever again. And so that, uh, so far so good, also features the leader on trombone and Peanut Sucko again on tenor sax. So we have one more set to play for you, the Will Bradley Band. Again, I'm hitting the uh, the lesser-known things. We're, for the most part, avoiding the boogie-woogie uh, cliches and the fact that this band was stereotyped as a boogie-woogie band, which led to its demise more than anything else. Uh, but they were a lot more than that. And uh, we're going to hear a few other tunes. We're going to hear the Isham Jones tune, Swinging Down the Lane, right now, from April of 1941. And we're going to hear uh, Will Bradley playing a particularly nice melodic chorus on here, and also uh, on tenor sax, in this case, Pinotucco again. He's back with the band. He had improved his clarinet playing, I guess. You can tell there are quite a lot of section clarinet parts in here, including a bass clarinet, which I think was played by Sam Sachel on second tenor sax there. I should mention the other fellows in this band, in this case anyway, Joe Weidman, Steve Lipkins, and Al Mitchell on trumpet. I think uh, Steve Lipkins was the lead player. He played with Bunny Berrigan's band. In addition to Will Bradley, we have Jim Emmert and Bill Cordy on trombones. Lead alto is Art Mendelson, Joe Huffman on clarinet and alto, uh, soon to be replaced by Malin Clark. Peanut Tucko and Sam Shell on tenor sax. In the rhythm section, Freddie Slack again. Uh, Steve Jordan on guitar, Doc Goldberg on bass, and Ray McKinley on drums. And periodically, these uh, personnels did change. So after swinging down the lane, we're going to hear yet another early tune in a little Spanish town, which had originally been done as a waltz. And uh, this was a tune that uh, was composed by a female composer, Mabel Wayne, which was an unusual thing in the late 1920s, early 1930s. This is given a nice 4-4 treatment and is, in fact, a feature for the leader. Will Bradley takes two full choruses on this and shows off his jazz chops. He also did this on a live version and uh, showed that he was not figuring out his solos too much beforehand. Someday we're going to play some of the live recordings of this band as well as some Langworth transcriptions which uh, show the band to be very consistent in its, in its high level of performance even on casual dates. 
After that, we're going to hear a beautiful ballad performance of There I Go, which was better known from the Vaughn Monroe version. This uh, features, uh, first of all, Peanut Sucker's replacement, Nick Kayaza, on tenor sax, and playing a really lovely melodic chorus here, very sweet-toned, and but not cloying, in other words. And we're going to hear, uh, in addition to that, the vocals of Jimmy Valentine, their male vocalist. They had uh, had another male vocalist, Terry Allen, before that, but Jimmy Valentine had replaced him. After that, we're going to hear a three... Uh, Three Ring Ragu, a Leonard Whitney tune. He was the arranger, and he was remembered by members of the band as being a, kind of an odd individual. He was the one who titled one of their biggest hits, Celery Stocks Along the Highway. Uh, so he had an unusual uh, interpretation of life, apparently, but he was a very fine arranger. And on Three Ring Ragu, we're going to hear... Uh, the leader again on trombone, and in addition to that, we'll be hearing Joe Weidman again and Freddie Slack. Then we're going to finish up uh, our Will Bradley uh, tribute here with another Leonard Whitney tune, This Little Icky Went to Town. This band had quite a few novelty titles, even though the, the playing was sometimes a lot better than novelty. In this case, that's uh, true, certainly. Freddie Slack again, along with Nick Kayaza on tenor sax and the leader on trombone. Some very fervent playing, shall we say. This was a tune that ended up some of their broadcasts, so it had a lot of energy to it. So this is the Will Bradley Orchestra, swinging down the lane, in a little Spanish town, there I go, three ring ragu, and this little icky went to town.
there I go, leading with my heart again, and there I go, acting not so smart again, but though it's unwise, I can't disguise my love. Though I know too much love may curb the fire, yet there I go, led astray by my desire. There's no golden rule to guide a fool in love. I tell my heart, be careful, or you'll find that you dream alone. I'm wise, it's true, what good does it do? My heart has a mind of its own. There I go. All the dreams I knew And there I go Thrillingly in love with you Don't know if you care Darling, but there I go
So that was the Will Bradley Orchestra featuring Ray McKinley, mostly from 1940 in this case. We started out with Swinging Down the Lane and In a Little Spanish Town, both tunes featuring the leader, Will Bradley, on trombone, very melodic on Swinging Down the Lane with the band doing an excellent uh, interpretation of a, a nice medium-tempo swinger there. And then In a Little Spanish Town, which featured more jazz playing by the leader, taking two full choruses on there. Then to the ballad, There I Go, featuring Jimmy Valentine on vocals, but with some really outstanding tenor sax work by Nick Kayaza, who was another player, like uh, Bernie Billings, who had played with Muggsy Spaniard's Ragtimers and went on to do some other Dixieland recordings and studio recordings in the 1940s. And then the two Leonard Whitney tunes. We started out with Three Ring Ragu from uh, December of 1940 and then went to This Little Icky Went to Town from slightly later in December of 1940. And those both featured uh, the leader, Will Bradley, of course, on trombone. We heard Joe Weidman on trumpet, Freddie Slack on piano, and on the second one, This Little Icky Went to Town, more Nick Kayaza on tenor sax. So some very... Compelling playing there, very, very musical band, some interesting arrangements, good jazz playing as well. This is a band that generally gets overlooked in the studies of the period because they had their big hit records with relatively mindless novelty boogie-woogie playing, although even those recordings were not devoid of interest. They were well-played, well-performed, most cases well-arranged too, and some very good solos in there. So I hope you've enjoyed this program. This is the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark, and this was our Will Bradley show for today. And uh, if you would like to hear some of our other podcasts, spunk around and see what you find. We have about 220 as of right now, including a number of radio shows that I've done for WETF in uh, South Bend, Indiana, that come over to our station. 
If you'd like to get in touch with us, hit me up on my uh, social media presence, my band name, WolverineJazzBand.net, or the Wolverine Jazz Band on Facebook or Instagram. And uh, let us know how we're doing, what you'd like to hear in the future. So, thank you very much, and I'll see you on the other side.